This episode of the Damage Guild podcast is sponsored by listeners like you. Join the guild at patreon.com slash damage guild to receive exclusive perks, member rewards, and bonus content. Previously on the Damage Guild podcast. Now that both of the trolls are down, townsfolk, <laughs> throw your fire. Unleash the cocktails. I was going to say that the trolls stood back up, but they're not standing back up. There's only one troll left. The troll is going to back up down the passageway. Follow me, lads. And I give chase. Make a deck save as you enter the web. 13, which is not enough. So I get stuck in my own webs. <laughs> I call back to the villagers. Light the webs on fire. <laughs> Stripey's going to find the like narrowest section of web 14 you need a 15 all right so stripey is stuck as well all right so what do you do i run into the web and i rolled a two so i'm also stuck a handful of villagers start to burn them away i give chase to the troll you take your flaming warhammer and bring it down on the troll's head shaba go range something i stealth into the cave Shava disappears from sound and sight almost immediately, and you see and hear nothing moving away from you as he goes down. Yeah, how long are we going to wait for him? Oh, that's a good question. I think if just if we hear the sounds of uh, combat, we should go in after him. Oh, okay. Well, there won't be sounds of combat. There will be sounds of me screaming and running away, and or just running <laughs> away so that I don't go visible again. Uh, but fair enough. Yeah, listen, listen out. Put on your listening ears and your thinking caps. Do I gain any advantage on stealth from being invisible, or... Just makes you invisible. All right, so I stealth with a 22 for my first check. And I'll remind you before you leave that the spell ends if you attack or cast a spell. Correct. Which is why it was good that I cast Pass Without Trace first. <laughs> first. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's a deadly combination, right? Like, they can't hear you, they can't see you, they, ha- they would have to magically sense you, like thermal imaging. <laughs> right, they'd have to be the predator. They can still hear. Yes, that's true. They can what? They can still it hear. It's still possible to hear him. Yep. But it's tougher with the pass without trace. Yeah. Yeah. He's got a plus 13. Plus or no, plus 16. 16. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> and you got a 22. You must have rolled pretty low. I did. I rolled a 6. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So you move forward and you come to the branching path. Okay. And you have a light on your forehead. That gives your position away. Oh, yeah, for unless sure. Unless you do something else about it. Yeah, so I put it out. Well, but you need to be able to see. That's why Tokus has been ranging in caves, uh, because it can see. Yeah, you can take the bowl of hidden fire. Oh, right. Yeah. That's yes. your one option to see in the dark. Okay. So we remember this, and you took the bowl of hidden <laughs> fire and left the helmet with us, or doused it. I'll douse the helmet. Keep it with me, but douse it, and then, yeah, I'll use the bowl of hidden fire. Okay. So we, we do have, like, the perfect combination for Shabbos between spells, his mm. proclivity, the bowl of hidden fire. He's the perfect ninja. But your dark vision has been the actual reason why you've been the spelunker, and I've not yeah. ranged ahead. But yeah. but the bowl of hidden fire changes all that, Shava. It does. Now it should be you. Well, it is only 30 feet of vision yeah. total, as opposed to your 60. So. Right. But, yeah, Shava heads forward... The hidden fire, which vanishes from sight as soon as he gets far enough away. Mm. And then you come to where the path splits, and you can see, again, that sloped path leading downward. Steep enough that you would have to climb gingerly down, but you could be going between climbing and standing every few feet. And then, following the tracks, it looks like what you were assuming is a dragon track heads downwards. Whereas the trolls, well, there's some troll tracks heading down too, but mostly they are up here, going around the pit to the other side. I will go the upper path first, then. So you follow the troll's tracks forward, and you arrive at their lair. All right. Where Tokus first spotted them. And when you get here, it is just a disgusting-smelling alcove at the back of this cave. (laughs) And the floor is covered with the remainder of past meals. There are four barrels tucked in a corner, all open. One of them tipped over and empty. And three large piles of pine needles positioned around the perimeter, Mm. clearly used for bedding. Uh, The three standing barrels are mostly full. Looks like some of the food you gave the trolls earlier, plus some from some other source. Hmm. And you don't see any other exits or passages here. Okay, what types of food are 
did they put in the barrels? Is it like stuff that's still usable or is it like got troll gunk all over it now? <laughs> is it like covered in like acid pus stuff? Because that one troll. Yeah, the, the top layer at least looks pretty bad. Gross. Like you wouldn't want to eat that. There might be some good food underneath if you scraped off the top 6 to 12 inches. Ugh. It's mostly things like jerky and some dried fruits and ration type food. I don't think any amount of scraping could decontaminate <laughs> that food. I just explode the barrels and move on. Just explode them all. <laughs> I just look at them and they explode. <laughs> I put them out completely out of my mind. All right, I'm going to go down the bottom path now, into the depths. You want to find Idrazu? Idrazu. Idrazu finds you. <laughs> oh, it was nice knowing you, Shaba. You as well, Tokus. You descend several ledges, struggling to hold the bowl of hidden fire, keeping it cradled in your arm or something as you're climbing. Mm. But steep slope eventually lets out into an enormous flooded cavern. Oh. You've gone down probably somewhere between 80 and 100 feet, you would guess. Okay. You can't make it out any of the other walls or the ceiling, only the rocky shore where you stand and the mirror-like surface of the water all around you. Something about the air down here feels a little bit off to you, though. Mm. The longer you're down here, the more it starts to irritate your eyes and throat. And it mm. makes you kind of choke and cough every now and then. Smoking. Or at least you feel like you need to. Echoing through the cavern, you hear a slow but steady dripping sound. But then you catch some other noise, a little more sporadic. You can't identify it at first, but after a few moments, you think you can make out a soft whimper coming from somewhere in the darkness. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Uh-oh. I will just stand where I am and see if I can locate the source of the noise or the general direction from which it might be coming. I'll let you make a perception check. Okay. Uh, I do not know where it's coming from. That's a seven. <laughs> yeah, it is a very echoey cavern, so you can't pinpoint it. Mm. I mean, it's obviously not right next to you, so... Is the water covering the entirety of the floor of the cavern? Where the path lets down, there's about 15 feet radius of land, and then it's just water. Mm. Mm. And then there's no, like, area around the sides of the water to... Uh, no. Go in? Okay. And it sounds real, real big, right? The cavern? I'll make another check for you here. You would estimate it's probably at least a couple hundred feet in diameter. Mm. Maybe bigger than that. Mm. Big underwater cavern kind of situation. Yeah. This is your favorite kind of game, by the way, Jay. You love stealth games. It is. I wish that I had actual D&D skills to move about in other ways. <laughs> well, doesn't Pass Your Trace help with... Water passing as well. It's like any form of... All stealth. Yeah, it's all stealth. Yeah, so like you could move in the water as long as you can stand up in it. Yeah, I'm planning on it. I just wanted to... Maybe I'll, I'll advance out to the water's edge, like to the edge of the beach, and try to listen again and see if I can hear any better where the sound might be coming from. Uh, that time I got a 17. You take a few cautious steps forward all the way to the water's edge. You can't tell at all how deep the water is because it's just a mirror sheen. It could be an inch, it could be 500 feet, you don't know. Mm -hmm. Until something disturbs the surface, you're not going to be able to find out. Yeah. You listen closely, silently as you can, hold your breath, and then the whimper sounds again, and you hear it from, you think, off to your left... You don't know how far, but somewhere like forward to the left, across the water, hmm. you can hear the sound coming from there. And in addition to the smoky air and the dripping and the whimpering, those are the only sounds I hear. I don't hear, like, a large, heavy lung expanding and contracting or a pair of lungs. No, you don't hear any wind moving. All right, no wind. All right. I will slowly, carefully, tentatively... Enter the water. I'll take my first couple of steps in. You slide your boots into the water, testing its depth. Yeah. It is gently sloping downward, but you pretty quickly come up to chest height. Mm. So you're going to have to start to swim if you go any farther. Okay. Or maybe 15 feet out now. This is freaking me out, because I know if this were real life, I'd be super freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> but Shaba's brave and stuff. Shaba is brave and stuff. I will push off from the bottom and begin to tread water and 
try to swim slowly uh, in the direction that I hear the noise. Okay. How are you holding the bowl? I'm no longer holding the bowl. I'm swimming in complete darkness, which is why I'm freaking out. Well, couldn't couldn't wow. you do one of these kind of swims? Like mostly live with your legs and like cradle the bowl? I could try, but I'm going to make a lot more noise doing that than I would just treading water smoothly with all four limbs. Well, okay, so how does pure darkness work for characters that don't have dark vision? You just don't know where anything You're is. You're blind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. How does pure darkness work in real life? Yeah, you get a lot of uh, dings on your shins and your stub your toes a lot. That's how it works. <laughs> this seems like not a great situation for Shaba. Well, but we're not here to help Shaba. We are not here to talk sense into him. Yeah. By the way, can we have like an action? Because this has been a while. Can Aslo and I chat for a bit here? It's probably been about 10 to 15 minutes at this point. Do you think it took, would take him that long, Aslo, to scout this place out? It's probably closer to 10 minutes because he the climb down stealthing would have taken the longest. Um, you know, I trust Shaba. This is what he's made for. I think until we hear some sudden sounds of conflict of any kind, I think we can trust that he's okay. Yeah. Well, is Stripey still being obedient? Like, is he not nervous about Stri- uh, about Shaba being away? Or? <laughs> you look down and he's gnawing on your ankle. <laughs> I, look, I look down and oh, maybe he's oops. not there. <laughs> maybe he's already scurried off after his master. No, I told him to stay. I told him I'd be back. Stripey has a complicated relationship with Shaba. He doesn't really like him yeah. to begin with. So. <laughs> that is true. Uh, no, he's out in the woods making some shady mafia deal right now. <laughs> this is his home turf. Yeah. He's having a meeting with two squirrels and a chipmunk. Don't bother him. Threatening them about the almost forest fire that just happened. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah, I mean, Aslo's been gone scouting, too, for like for close to an hour, I think, with your invisibility. Mm. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. this is not unprecedented. Yeah. So Shaba, you swim into the darkness. Yes. And you really have no idea how far you're going. Mm-hmm. But it takes you maybe a minute or so of swimming before you suddenly bump your knee on some solid ground below you. Mm. Ooh. All right. I feel around under the water to try and get a foothold. So you feel around and you realize that the water here is only a few feet deep so you can stand up. Okay, I will do so slowly. Actually, I'm not even going to like go to a full stand. I'm just, now that I can feel the bottom, I'm going to like try and crouch, like stay in the water, like up almost to my shoulders if I can, to minimize like the sound of dripping of like if I were to stand up, you know, and all the water cascading off of me, mm-hmm. I'm going to try to like stay low. So do you want to make another stealth check for me since this is a yeah. very different situation? That is a 21. <laughs> so that means you rolled a five? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Don't mention that part. Okay. A 21 sounds awesome. A five, not so much. Yeah. Should you consider the bardic? A 21's pretty good for stealth. It's pretty good, but this guy could be like... Should I Should I add the bardic this time? Since this is a 21. Bardic inspiration only lasts for about 10 minutes, so I'd say if you're going to use it, it has to be now. Okay. That's I'll true. add the bardic. That adds another five, so 26. Because, like, like, it's not a traditional dragon. This is not a traditional dragon's home, Chaba. Yeah, we don't know what kind of dragon it is. It did make a difference, because the one thing that could hear you, I rolled a natural 20 on. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Wow. wow. But we'll see what happens. Uh, do you want to relight the bowl? Um, not as yet. Since I'm closer to the sound, I just want to take a minute as I, I'm sliding through the water to... Like, maybe stay still and listen again, now that I'm theoretically closer. It does sound like you're close. It's not too far off into the distance, but you think, judging from the sound, that it's probably maybe 30, 40 feet ahead of you somewhere. Okay. And the ground is slooping up in that direction. All right. I'm going to travel at a crouch. I'm just going to, like, you know, be able to feel in front of me as I go and just slide through the water even as it gets... Lower and lower. So this is Skyrim sneaking. Yes. And just take my take my complete time with it. Feel out ahead of me. Yeah, you have a whole nother 50 minutes of invisibility. There's <laughs> right. no reason to rush this operation. <laughs> and a whole nother 50 minutes of Pass Without Trace as well. So you move up, and you're getting closer and closer to the sound. It sounds like quite possibly like a human or some other humanoid being Mm. crying whimpering in the corner just kind of sobbing to itself Mm. does Mm. it sound pained or scared i'll make an empathic check make an insight check insight yeah um it's a 16 
So it sounds more scared than anything. Okay. Mm, scared is good. I mean, not good, but scared. <laughs> but it's good. Could be friendly or neutral. And by this point, you've made it up to the water's edge, so there's just a few inches of water that you're crouched in now. Okay. I'm going to light the bowl. Okay. So how does the bullet hit and fire work? Hold on, hold on. Is it anybody can see the flame or just the wielder? Only people within 20 or 30 feet of the bowl can actually see 30. it. 30 feet. Yeah. And does the bowl shine farther than that 30 for the wielder? The same. No. Well, what makes it hidden? I forget what makes it hidden. People within the light's radius can see the light. Otherwise, it doesn't cast light for them. Yeah. Okay. So you would guess that you're probably inside, I mean, from its sounds, it's probably within 30 feet of you, which means it would see the bowl light up, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Mm. Do you still want to do that? Um, no, I don't. Have my eyes adjusted to the darkness at all? Well, as adjusted as they can be, there's absolutely no light down here. Sure. Total darkness, yeah. Yeah. I'm going to continue my stealthy approach. Take a few more cautious steps forward. That time I got a 33. (laughs) (laughs) You feel the tip of your boot brush against something that moves slightly across the ground. Mm. Feels lighter than a rock would be. Do you want to examine it? Yes. Right, so you reach down and pick it up. You realize that what you just hit is some sort of large bone. Oh. It's like a femur or something. Oh, boy. And you can feel scratches on the surface of it. Mm. That's right, when you play the, like, audio stinger, the, like, (laughs) (laughs) horror movie. (laughs) So, just quick gaming note. I I just thought of something, Aslo. You have a really awesome cantrip. I have lots of awesome cantrips. Token. He's out of range. You could check in on Shaba without blowing his cover. No, he's yeah, out, of it's range. out of range, sadly. Well, no, you just go in a little bit to the cave. <laughs> it's only 120 feet. Oh, okay, so you get to go pretty far in to find him. And it like doesn't necessarily go through rock and stuff like that. You have to point in their general direction, and I think that's how it works, right? Yeah, and then stone... Yeah, even a foot of stone blocks the spell, so... Okay. Yeah. Good thought, though. Just thinking of options. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just, I'm just worried about our friend. He's not back yet. Yeah, to be fair, when I took that cantrip, I thought it was going to be a lot more useful than it turned out to be. So I thought it was going to be that kind of thing. Like, oh, I can just, you know, speak telepathically to someone, you know, hundreds of feet away. It's come in handy a few times. Yeah. It has its uses. So you'd have to, like, go to the entrance of the cave... Or the entrance of the water to message him. Like, I'd have to go down probably, and even then he described it as several hundred feet in diameter, which means he's probably even past that, because it's only 120 feet. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay, um, so this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to, in a loud but soft whisper, I'm going to (laughs) say, I'm here to help. Don't be alarmed. (gasps) Who's there? Are you from the village of... What's the name of that village? The one that's... <laughs> was it Luskash? I keep thinking Luskash. Oh, you mean my village of Solchea? Solchea. Are you from the village of Solchea? Yes, I, I am. Are, are you from Solchea? Uh, I'm a, a traveler. I am your worst nightmare. <laughs> I'm going to devour your soul. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm a, no, I'm just kidding with you. <laughs> I'm a traveler. I'm an adventurer. We came to Solchea and heard that you were being plagued by trolls and that some of the townsfolk had gone missing. And we came in with a bunch of your fellow townsfolk and slayed the trolls. And now I'm I'm here to rescue you. Oh, oh, th- thank you. Thank you. Please. Please take me out of here. Get me out of here. Can you swim? Are you strong enough to swim? Here, I can give you some food. Here. I, I, I don't know how to swim. I, that's, I would have swum away if I, if I knew how, but... Are, are, you, are you alone? Is anyone else here? Uh, yes, I'm, I'm alone. Now, at first, there were some, some sheep here with me, but they, 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 they disappeared. Oh, no. Mm. Disappearing sheep? It's worse than I feared. I, <laughs> I, I couldn't see what was happening, but it sounded like something... Something big came up out of the water. Oh, no. Sheep were bleeding loudly, then, then nothing. It happened twice, and now it's just me. Oh, boy, oh, boy. I just know that thing, whatever it is, it's coming for me next. Uh-oh. Do you think it's still in the cave, or did it leave? Uh, it it must have gone somewhere underwater. Uh, well, you, you haven't eaten in a while. Why don't you have some food? And also, is there any treasure around here? <laughs> 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 Actually, the 
one of the trolls carried me down here and left me. It said that Eardrazu prefers his his meat fresh. But there's there's more here. There, they are. I found a, a few barrels. They've sustained me for these past several days. Oh. Some, some rations. Okay, so you're not that hungry then. <laughs> not hungry, no. Just scared for my life. Well, I'm scared for your life too. All right, here's the thing. I am I'm invisible right now. But I don't have the power to turn you invisible. And I don't have the power to cast a spell that's going to make you harder to trace. Because then I would turn non-invisible. So here's what we're going to do. You're going to have to get on my back as we get into the water, and I'm going to swim us back to the other side. And then we're going to run for our lives. Uh, okay. All right, now I'm, I'm big. Don't be alarmed. I'm a Goliath, so I'm, I'm quite large. What, uh, what are you, by the way? Uh, I'm a halfling. Oh, okay. Awesome. You should be super easy to carry through the water, then. <laughs> uh, my name is Edlin Brightflower. May I ask who my savior is? Uh, my name is Shaba. Uh, I'm uh, born of Crag and Thunder, son of Chakalasa, Davide, Clan Exile, the Tribe of Rakshan, and all a bunch of other stuff that you don't, we don't need to go over right now. Uh, okay, <laughs> I'm going to put your hands out, and I'll see if I can find you. All right, so you work your way towards each other slowly, and you do find small halfling hands reaching out towards you. Okay, now here. Knee level. Okay, so I, I turn around and guide her to, like, my shoulder blade. So that she can feel like where my back is. Him. Sorry. Yeah, that's a him. Oh, oh it's, a, it's a him. Oh, okay. All right, Edlam. Wait, Edlam? Ed, yeah, Edlam. Haven't we met a halfling named Edlam? I hope mm-hmm. not. The were rat guy? <laughs> yeah, wasn't that Edlam? Well, it's probably like John. It's probably a halfling common yeah. name. Fairly common. They have different last names. Yeah. Yeah. Edlam yeah. Brightflower. All right, Edlam. Did I call him Edlam? I thought so. Uh, yes, apparently I did. Yeah, because didn't we, like, jokingly call him Eddie? <laughs> <laughs> so I've reused that name. Yeah, we're like, hey, Eddie! Yeah. Well, that's fine. I mean, how many Matthews have you met in your life? No offense to anyone named Matthew, but I mean, seriously. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're all over the place. Right. Edlam's like halflings, I mean, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah, they're a dime a dozen. Yeah, it's a common halfling name. If you if you go online to any halfling name generator, you get Edlam a bunch. <laughs> yeah, it'll just keep saying Edlam, and you're like, well, I guess my character's name's supposed to be Edlam. I think right. I just forgot to scratch it off of my name list. <laughs> That's quite all right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he, tur- he turns into a werewolf. Wait, you were the Edlam. <laughs> you escaped no. and then got here? caught again. <laughs> All right, Edlam, now I need you, this is very important, I need you to, to wrap your arms around my shoulders, around, but don't choke me in the neck, okay? I need you to keep your elbows low. And I'm saying this because my son, anytime he's like riding my back, he's like, like choking me. All right, you need to keep your, keep your hands firmly around like the top of my chest and like toward my shoulders, but please don't cut off my circulation because I'm the one who's swimming us to the other shore and we don't want to drown, right? So we're going to take it real nice and slow. So if it feels like I'm barely moving at times, just please be patient with me. We're going to try and sneak through as quietly and carefully as we can so that we make it out of here alive. Okay? You with me? Just just from a question. So, so, so a question. How does invisibility work? From like, like, a question he, perspective, I have a question. <laughs> is he, if, like, if there was, let's say there's an entity deep in the water swimming around, whatever. If they were to look up, per se, would they see, like, a shimmery, weird, like, blur? Or would they see a floating halfling? They would see invisibility. How about when you're treading deep water, the last thing you want to think about is what's looking up at you? <laughs> so, please, let's just not even follow that train of thought. Shaba brushes the tokus off of his shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Get, get out of here. Get out of here. I'm just curious if, it, if, like, if the halfling was on your back, if you would, like, obscure the halfling to things below you. No, it's just that Shaba himself cannot be seen. Right, you don't, you don't obscure... So he's completely translucent. Yes, exactly. Okay. Transparent. Yep, he becomes a, a pane of glass. Right. All right, so we proceed as previously mentioned. I'll have you make a swim check this time since you're carrying someone. Okay. All right, stealth is a... Wait, swim check? What's a swim check? Athletics. Swim is athletics. Mm. So stealth is a 20. Swim is a... 14. 
Maybe that should have been your insp, Jay. My session insp. Session Maybe that should have been your session insp. This is like this. This role kills you both, or you live. Like I, I would insp that. Fourteen's <laughs> mm, not bad. I mean, swim is like uh, climb, right? Uh, like if you're like below a ten, then you're gonna fall. It's like with a swim check. You, if you're swimming in calm water, there's not really like. You know. Okay. Yeah. It's it's your life. It's not a hard swim, and halflings are light. Right. Mm. Plus, mm-hmm. half li- the halfling on my back is much more buoyant than the pack that I'm <laughs> carrying. Mm. Mm-hmm. So you again slowly and quietly make your way through the water, and eventually hit land once again. <sighs> okay. I'm gonna try not to get like too excited, even though my heart's pounding and the adrenaline's pumping. I'm gonna try and come up pretty slowly like I did before and just sort of stay crouched down and then I whisper back okay all right we're on land I'm gonna let you down so your feet can touch the water as soon as we're as soon as we get to that point of course okay I can feel like how how deep it is like if it's like if I'm crouched down and it's like to my waist then I feel like I'll be fine putting him down I mean, that's about how tall Aslo is no I'm saying if I'm crouched like my knees are oh, crouching like mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah Okay, so you put him down in a foot or so of water. And he says, where now? I, I still can't see anything. It's okay, we're, we're on a beach. We're right next to the cave entrance. We've got to walk about 15 or 20 feet in that direction. And then as soon as we get over there, we're going to start uh, climbing up the side of the escarpment. What? What's an escarpment? It's a sloping, rocky surface. Are you sure it's not just like a cliff? No, a cliff is a sudden sheer drop. It's not a type of carpet? <laughs> no. A cliff is a sudden sheer drop. A carpet is a soft, plush material that you put on your floor. <laughs> An escarpment is a sloping, rocky hillside. Wait, then what's a rug? <laughs> I, I don't know. I'm, 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 not, I'm not that semantically gifted. I'm not moving another foot until I know the difference. <laughs> All that matters is that we're going to be climbing a slope. Why don't you just light the bowl so you both can see? I will, once we get out of the cave. Alright, so you start making your way back towards the wall, completely on feel. Edlum's having a rough time, but he's following behind you, holding on to your... Yeah, hold on to my furs. And eventually you reach the wall. Okay. Feel along it and move to the, I guess... I don't know, I feel like all the images that I have in my head are always mirror opposites to what you have in your head, Thane. So whichever <laughs> way I know the entrance was, I feel along the wall in that direction, whether it be left or right. Okay, so you, you make it back to the entrance. Okay. Now I will take out the bowl of hidden fire and light it up. It doesn't light because it's wet. <laughs> <laughs> well, Edlam's shielding his eyes. It's, you, you could have warned me. Sorry. This is a bowl of hidden fire. It's a magical fire. Only we can see it, or anyone within 30 feet of us. So we won't alert anybody back in the cave. Also, and I take one of the anti-gravitational uh, copper pieces out of my uh, special coin purse, and I let it go and then catch it in my hand, and then I do the same thing again the other way so that it's, like, floating up and I'm catching it. I know some magic tricks. No big deal. <laughs> Put the coin back. Okay. All right, let's continue to leave for our lives. <laughs> now that start. we've gotten that out of the way. <laughs> let's start climbing. <laughs> so now that you can actually see Edlim, you know that he's dressed in his nightgown. Oh. Nothing else. Stolen from his bedroom at night, huh? Wow, these trolls are bold. You can tell from his muscles and the dirt under his fingernails that he's probably a farmer out here. Mm, man. Get to sleep with a dagger under your pillow every night. All right, uh, I'm going to let him climb ahead of me, just so that I can make sure he's good. If you could just, like, pick him up and set him on the next ledge. Yeah, right. Help him along that way. All right, so the two of you working together eventually make your way all the way back up to the top. Ooh-wee! Oh, once we're at the top, we make a break for it. We just break into a cold sprint. Okay. You run back up to the entrance. Hey, we're here, guys! We made it! This is Edlam. You're still invisible. Shavo? Hey, guys. I'm invisible, but this is Edlam. This guy is not invisible. You'll have to attack Edlam to end the invisibility. <laughs> yeah, it's just... <laughs> you just... Uh, <laughs> and then I... Oh, I material. <laughs> hey, guys. It's me, Shavo. <laughs> I didn't know how else to break this invisibility spell. <laughs> Edlam's just bleeding out on the ground. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> no, I attack the darkness and break the invisibility spell. 
There you go. Or I guess, does Edlam look, like, hurt? Does he look like he's been... Um, he's, he's certainly mentally hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a little bit bruised, but it looks like the bruises have already healed for the most part. Mm. Okay, I'll cast, uh, I'll cast Cure Wounds on him to break the invisibility. How about that? Mm. Okay. Nice. So you heal up his bruises. Yep. And then I, as Stripey runs into my arms... Uh, and licks my face. I, I say, "Oh, oh, down, boy! I wasn't, I wasn't gone for that long. Plus, I smell like cave water." Actually, that's an interesting point to bring up. The water that you were swimming in seemed pristine. Wow! Mm. Like you would have expected it to be, you know, covered in muck and or just filled with silt and yeah. muddy and everything, but in very clean water. Oh man! Huh. What does that mean? Okay. All right. So, few things, guys. Hey, I'm back. First of all, how's it going? How's everybody doing? Good. We were just hanging out here waiting for you. Okay, right on. Well, there was a person down there, a halfling, oh, who is also a person. That's a type of person. Not, <laughs> not saying that the halflings aren't people. Uh, and I rescued him. This is going great so far. Yes. So, a large underground lake of unfathomable depth, which I swam through to rescue this said halfling. And no treasure. Um... There's some food. There's some barrels of food up in the... So that path that we saw that splits upwards, troll cave, downwards, underwater dragon lair. Um, so I think all the treasure's at the bottom of the lake. So we're going to have to go underwater with Elendria, since she's really good at underwater fighting. <laughs> Slay the dragon, dig up all the treasure, bring it up to the you know whole scuba diving operation, all that stuff. Stripey's kitted out. He's ready to go. Uh, so once we do that, we'll have some treasure. Otherwise, we have no treasure. So, mm. are you sure that it's at the bottom of the lake? Yeah. How do you know? Based on pure conjecture, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, didn't the halfling basically say that all that was around him up there was the barrels of food? Yeah, there were just some barrels of food, and that's it. And dead sheep? Actually, I probably should have said this before, but there was one other thing on the island with him that he had stumbled across. <gasps> A ring. Uh, in addition to the barrels, there are six barrels and a large wooden box of some kind. And Aww. you decided not to mention this to Shabu? Yeah, how... Too scared, uh, or... It wouldn't have mattered. He couldn't take it with him. The conversation shifted as soon as I... Because you were, you were saying that he hadn't eaten in a while and said, oh, actually, I found all these barrels that had food. And then we went on from that. Well, how big was the box? Well, Shaba asked you... It, no, I remember distinctly Shaba asked the halfling, Do, is there any treasure? Yeah. That was asked. Yeah, but then... He answered the food part first, and then you moved on. Okay. He didn't think about the treasure, but now that you're saying that there was no treasure down there, he's like, well, actually, there was this one box on the island that I was on, but I couldn't get it open. It might have had something in it. Well, great. Mm. Thanks a lot, Edlam. Now I'm going to have to go all the way down there again. Dude, all the Edlams we ever meet are just trouble. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> Both of them. <clears throat> all right, guys, I'll be back in like 20 minutes. Wait, how are you going to carry this box? I'm not going to carry the box. I'm going to investigate the box and open it. Wait a second. Um, Tokus has a very relevant item. Okay, what is it? I, I have to go back because like, time is running. I have a ring of water walking. What? ring of water or walking. Or something you related do? to water walking. Yes. Say what? Water breathing? No, no, no. It's not breathing. It's walking, isn't it? Dude. Yep. Yeah. Oh, my a, gosh. You have a ring of water. Oh, my gosh. All right. Okay. It like never comes up. So yeah, right. we could do we have how many spells we have left? Uh, uh, I have three, four total. Does anybody have invisibility? What, what do we have left? Yeah. Do you have another invisibility? I can do another invisibility. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Do we have pass without trace again? Yes, I will repass without trace myself. Okay. You still have it on. Can he attune to my ring of water walking? It doesn't require it. I don't think it requires attunement. Oh. All right, so Shaba, I want this ring back. I will absolutely give it back, but hey, there's treasure involved. Don't stretch it out too much. I know you have big fingers. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. So I put the magic ring on. I cast Pass Without Trace. I let Azo invisibility me again. You don't need to recast Pass Without Trace. That's still going. Yeah, I know it's still going, but I wanted to refresh it so that I didn't have to cast it once I was invisible, so I have the full hour. Okay. So full hour Pass Without Trace, full hour of invisibility, ring of water walking, I descend again. You're going to hurry on down, and with the ring, you can walk freely along the surface of the water and hold the bowl up so you can explore visually as well. Hmm. Well, maybe you don't want the bowl for walking over the water. No. Yeah. You don't? Nope. I want to follow the same general route that I did last time and not get the bowl out, at least until I get to the island or whatever that 
other patch of land was. Okay. Yeah, this is way better. You're not swimming. Why didn't I think of this ring before? Because we didn't know that there was a cave filled with water before I went down into it. Yeah. All right, you make your way down, and you find your way onto that island. Are you, you're pretty sure it's the same island. Okay. It's hard to tell. Yeah, I just feel around for that huge femur, and uh, once I find that, I know I'm there. <laughs> and then uh, I'll, I'll pull out the bowl of hidden fire once I'm safely out of the water. Or off of the water, I should say. And you light it here? Yes, and I light it. So looking around, there are indeed six of these barrels of food, and there is one medium-large wooden chest, wooden box. Is it a chest or a box? It's a chest of some kind. All right. Mm. So it has a lock on the front. And there's also a somewhat more disturbing sight. You see scattered bones of dozens of sheep and cows, along with at least half a dozen humanoids just all over this island. Yikes. I collect all the humanoid skulls for later identification (laughs) and (laughs) put them in my pack. Run some DNA tests on them. Yes. You could put them in the satchel. Wait a minute. We have an interdimensional satchel. Couldn't you rescue all the food barrels in the satchel? Uh, I don't think the satchel's big enough. They're not going to fit in the... Yeah. What could the satchel hold? I could put food in the satchel, not the whole barrels, though. Yeah, so you could transport the food for the townsfolk. That would be pretty awesome. It would be like, you know, like a miracle. We actually do the quest. We have all, just all the food in the satchel, and then we just start going into town and just pull it out and just <laughs> throw it at the townsfolk, and they're like, oh my god, just shower them with food. Yeah, so do that. Put the food in the satchel. Yeah, if the food looks unspoiled by troll pus... Then I will begin to load the satchel with a bunch of food. Uh, some of it looks like it's starting to go bad, just rotten over time. Gross. But most of it seems like it's still good. Okay. <laughs> Anything that's still good, I'll try and shove into the satchel. I'm not going to spend too long on it, a few minutes maybe. Uh, and then I will... How big is this chest? Like, are we talking like bigger than a bread box? Does it jingle when I pick it up? It does, and it feels quite heavy. Oh, yeah. It's maybe a foot and a half wide by a foot deep and close to a foot tall. Okay. All right. So, can I carry it under my arm? Should I put it in the satchel as well? Will it fit in the satchel? Yeah, foot by foot by foot. One foot square. Yeah, that might be too big. I'll just carry it under my arm. I think it's a little too big. All right, and I will exit the cave. Okay. You unlit the fire, right, when you went back over the water? Sure, yeah. All right, do you want to explore anywhere else, look around, listen anywhere, just leave? Um, I don't really want to, to be honest. Do you discover for sure that it is an island <clears throat> by, like, going around the perimeter of the land? Oh, yeah, can I do that? Yeah, so you look around, go back farther, and it's not exactly an island. It's more like another ledge next to the cavern wall. Okay. It's maybe like 50 feet out from the wall, rough semicircle. Mm. Okay. Yeah, so it's like an island, but it's just attached to the wall. Like, the edges are raised up higher. Okay, yeah. That's kind of what I was thinking. It's a peninsula. Mm, Sure. Sure. So I'll, uh, I'll leave the cave and ascend. Okay, make it back out. Okay, I will make a stealth check to sneak up behind Aslo. When I get back. <laughs> That's going to be a 25. What do I make? Perception? Perception. Well, the box isn't invisible, though. There's just this floating chest coming closer and closer. Mm, it's one of my things. I mean, it's on me. It's just like my pack. Well, it didn't turn invisible with you, though. Oh, I see. Okay, well, then I'll leave the box further down the slope. and uh, My perception check is a 24. <laughs> <laughs> Curses. Uh, Do you give him a wet willy? No, I sneak up behind Aslo, and then I, like, crouch down, so I'm, like, right behind his head as I speak, and I say, Aslo, it's Shaba. Cast message on me. I sort of jump a little bit, but then I recover quickly, and I cast message and point my finger behind myself. Okay. What? Shaba, what? I can hear you already. Why did I have to cast message? So that we can speak telepathically. But we're, we're already speaking in whispers anyway. No, we're not, now we're speaking telepathically because it's message. <laughs> okay. All right, so telepathically I'm telling you I found a big box of treasure, but we're going to omit that part until we get back to town. Mm. Once, once the mayor pays us, then we will reveal that we found a bunch of food and we'll distribute it out to the townsfolk, and then all the people who came with us, we will count out how much treasure and then decide in private what size shares we're going to give to everybody, okay? Okay, sounds good. And then I stand up and go, Hey guys, I'm back again! Hey! <laughs> Whoa, Shaba, hey, I didn't know you were back already. Hey, did you find the chest that Edlin was telling us about? Yeah, it was It was just a bunch of, like, 
money and stuff, nothing important. <laughs> oh, okay. Now, there there was like a few, so there was some coins in there, um, but it was mostly like, you know, just like, yeah, w- whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, ugh, like, ugh. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> so, um, but the mayor's going to pay us. Oh, uh, can I get that ring back? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Here. And I, I like, try and take it off my finger, but it won't. It won't, uh... Shava, can I, can I help you with that? Yeah, here, here, give it a... Here, give it a good, give like, it a good yank. Break your finger. You do have a 19 strength, after all. <laughs> all right, I, <laughs> just rips so my finger Tokus just gingerly... <laughs> <laughs> I gingerly, like, clamp my ogre gauntlets around the ring and then give it a nice tug. It actually comes off super easy. Like, pull your finger out of socket. Yeah, no, I was <laughs> just making that up. It's fine. It comes okay. off. All right, thanks, man. Yeah, thank you. You did. You did really stretch it out, though. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I couldn't help it. I have to wait, wait till big, it. I got big fingies, uh, but it really did help, though. <laughs> now it's like a an armband. Yeah, it really did help. I didn't have to go swimming again, which was nice. It's a really sweet magic item. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Unless when you want to go swimming and it, right, yeah. If you want to <laughs> go swimming, then yeah, then it's not very good. Not very fun at all. Yeah, what happens if you try to like dive headfirst into water while you're wearing that ring? Hmm. Do you like does your whole body go under and then when your feet hit they just stay because it's water walking? No, I think you just smash into the water as if it was all the ground. That's awesome. Yeah, so any no part of you can go underwater, not just your feet. You could just lay out on the water, like with your hands behind your head and just float. I will victoriously uh shout. Yeah, we won, guys. And we rescued somebody, guys. <laughs> we win a D&D. Yay. We are victorious. Good job, everyone. Let's give ourselves a round of applause. Hey, hey, all right, come on. Ooh, all right, let's all go home yeah, and not get ooh. eaten by the dragon. All right. Hooray. Yeah, there's big water dragon down there. Let's not, uh, let's not hang out here too long. He's going to get hungry <laughs> soon. Wait, you found a water dragon? No, pure conjecture. There's definitely one down there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Good to know. Edlam, you saw it, didn't you? Yeah, what have you seen while you were down there? I didn't see anything, but I heard something big. Mm. And it, it ate all the sheep. Oh, man. Well, dragons do like sheeps. Almost ate me. Well, lucky we found you in time. I give him a slap on the back. Well, let's get back to town and announce our victory, guys. Yeah, we do that. We head back to town. We'll be like Santa Claus with each of our... We'll open up each of our interdimensional satchels and like be giving giving food to all the little children <laughs> and adults, all to the little, little halflings. Yeah, but after everybody's headed back toward town, I go back into the cave and grab the box, and I try and find room in my pack for it. And it's like as big as your backpack is. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then I'll walk behind everybody. Yeah, Shaba's going to range for us and make sure nobody's tailing us. Right. I'll take up the rear. All right, you hike all the way back to Solchea. Yep. What was that, five miles? It was farther than that, but several miles anyway. It's the middle of the night almost now, right? What do you want in the middle of the night? What? What's that from? He's referencing the code from way earlier in the show. Yeah, it was the passphrase. Yeah. Uh, Remember? Remember what it was? And then we got the passphrase wrong. I remember that part. Yeah, I remember. Oh, yep. Totally. (laughs) Anybody remember what the passphrase was to get into the cult meeting? Anybody? Anybody? I remember exactly what the passphrase (laughs) was. Uh Uh-huh. All right. Go. Hit us with it. Go for it. It was... (laughs) <laughs> the darkest dawn shines brightest <laughs> before the earliest light uh, Tokus, want to take a crack at it? I don't remember either, but he's close <laughs> The darkest The brilliant the darkest dawn, dawn follows <laughs> the deepest the night, night. Uh, <laughs> Same thing Once you started it, I remembered the end uh, Yeah so we march triumphantly. We use the passphrase on the on the townsfolk. Yes, <laughs> see what their reaction is. The brilliant dawn has followed the deepest night of our woes. We are free of the trolls' tyranny, and now we may live again as free peoples. And we begin to distribute food by throwing it lavishly out of our satchels. Hey guys, reach into your satchels and start throwing food at them, quick. L- uh, lavishly? Uh, 
Yes, we reach okay. deep into the satchels and I do that. Yeah, with like with joy, like we're skipping and oh, just like throwing yes. throwing food oh. with backhand motions. So you're doing this in the middle of the night as soon as you get back? Yes, screaming from the rooftop. No, after in the morning once everybody's yeah in the morning it, we'll shower them with food in the morning. It always happens in the morning. Okay. Yep. So the villagers are wondering like wasn't there supposed to be treasure and we were supposed to be paid for this? What's going on? There? Yes, we will. The mayor is paying us. So we will pay you out of our share. So didn't you say that you were going to... Yeah, we're actually going to pay everybody out of the full sum, but I want to make sure that we get the full sum. I don't want the mayor to see that we have this giant chest of gold before she hands us 300 and some gold pieces, right? I want to get the gold from the mayor, even though she may or may not, you know, you know what I mean? She's may, like, may or may not may. Right. She may or may yeah. not may. And so I want to make sure that we have the gold from the mayor, then we can combine it with whatever's in this chest, and then we can distribute it so that the mayor's not like, oh, well, I see you already have that giant chest, so I don't need to pay you anymore. You know what I mean? I'm trying to cover us here in case the mayor tries to pull a fast one. Did she give you an amount? 350 I think. 365 That's right, 365 365 yeah. Mm. One, one gold, gold for, for each, each day of the day. year. <laughs> actually, that's how it's paid out. We get one each per day. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's actually an installment plan. You get one gold every day for a year, and you have to live here. That was like the fine print that the <laughs> right. mayor didn't explain. Like, we actually yeah. didn't have the money to pay these adventurers yet because we've had such a food shortage. Like, the economy has totally gone into turmoil. Right. So you have to stay here so, and protect uh, the village for a year, and then you'll get your gold. Yeah, come back each day, you can pick up one gold coin. Right. But if you're gone for a week, then you don't get that extra week. You have to stay exactly. a week longer. At the oh, end. okay. <laughs> and then it's like we're spending that very same gold, like, to stay in the town. Yeah. Like, at the, at the tavern. <laughs> That's how they get you. So in the morning, you start, you go to the markets and you start distributing food to hungry villagers? Oh, yeah. Yeah, but Asla will make a, a rousing speech first. But before Good. the morning, we go into our in-room and... <laughs> sorry, Aslo. Uh, we'll go into our in-room and crack open that uh, chest. Ooh, good point. Use the crowbar. Okay, it is locked. Okay, we will crack open that lock with Aslo's knock spell. Which I got rid of on your suggestion. Yeah. All uh, right. That's right, you did. <laughs> I remember when you were like, that spell's super narrow and I'll probably never use it again. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that. Can I borrow your crowbar, Chava? Yes. Um, okay. Hmm, I had a crowbar. I don't remember what happened to it. <laughs> oh, I got rid of that first. <laughs> did you sell the crowbar? You bought another one. I know you bought another one. It's yes, okay. I did. Here it is in my pack. Okay, can I borrow your crowbar? <laughs> yes, here's the crowbar. <laughs> All right. How does that work with Tokus? Make a strength check. Yeah, you have advantage on it, I believe. Sweet. All right, I rolled a 10 and a 7. So that's uh 14. Um, do I have any plus on this at all? Like my proficiency? Strength. Your strength. Just, just my strength? No. So 14. Yep, a 14. Well, I mean, it's a pretty sturdy box. But you're spending all night on this if you have to. So that really just measures how long it takes. Yeah. So you jam the crowbar in and work on it. It slips out many times. But after about 20 or 30 minutes of really just going at this box... The wood is splintering and breaking apart, and then you finally manage to break open the, the lock. And Tokus the whole time is like, wait, I got it, I got it, and I, I don't want to pass the crowbar. <laughs> like, and, like, Shaba's like, no, like, like, let me have a try. Let me, like, no, I got it, Shaba, I got no, it. No, I will like, do this. Just hold, hold the chest steady while I smack <laughs> it. Get, I just got to get the right angle. Got to get the right leverage. Eventually, you do pry it open. Right. And reveal a big pile of coins. Hey! Sweet. Which you then spend the rest of the night counting. Yes, we do. All right, Aslo, you can do that last part. <laughs> no, that's all right. Stripey can do that last part. No, wait, I don't trust Stripey. Shaba, you can do the last part. <laughs> Why don't we each count some coins during our watch? Oh, yeah, during our respective watch. Yeah. And then, like, the person, when they're going to bed to the next watch, like, shares how many coins that they counted to the next person. Mm. There you go. So it's like telephone, and <laughs> right. hopefully you got the number right. All right, so ready to write it down? I have never been more ready in my life, DM Thane, <laughs> except give me two seconds, because I'm not ready yet. <laughs> are we really going to share? We are going to share this with the town. Of course. That was the plan, right? Because yeah. this is the stolen money from the trolls. Yeah, We told them we would, so we'll figure out how much there is, and then we'll we'll decide, like... On an amount for each person. Okay, I'm ready. Okay. And not the town at large. We are sharing it with the people who came 
with us. So if there's gold included in this that was taken from the merchants on our way in by the trolls, they don't get it back because they weren't there. Only the people who risked their sleep last night, who risked their nights and their lives to fight the trolls with us, will get paid. So there are 56 platinum pieces. Sweet. Ooh, starting with the plats, 56. Shiblets. 731 gold. Woo-hoo-hoo. 243 silver and 459 copper. Wow. That is a lot of all of those things. Yeah, how did all that fit in this box? <laughs> so that's roughly 1,320 gold value. So if we add, say, 1,320 plus 365... That's a total haul on this job of 1685. So we've got seven villagers and four or five, five. of the other, five, all five caravan guards came with us and they all survived, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So we've got 12 other people. So well, do we prorate, like do guards get a prorate? Do we get a prorate? And then do the villagers, like in other words, are we splitting it like us and guardsmen get a certain cut and then the townsfolk get a cut like how how are we doing this aslo we definitely get the lion's share right we planned we did most of the fighting we had most of the equipment we led the charge Mm -hmm. uh the the thing to figure out is yes do the guards get paid differently from the villagers i think the guards should get paid differently i think they should get paid more than the villagers they did fight a little bit yeah yeah so now what amount to a guard or to a villager would make a like a real significant difference in their lives. I mean, guards should get double the shares as the villagers. But like what amount and would we should get double the shares as the guard. That's how I would do the math. Yeah. Hmm. What amount is going to make a villager that came with us say like, wow, I really like got a good amount of money for risking my life. They're going to get a lot of money if we even use the math I just put out. Well, yeah, you said double, but I'm talking real amounts now. Like what is like for a commoner, like for a farmer, like what's a bunch of money to put in their pockets for coming with us? Like to really... Yeah, for, for buying of seed and other necessities. It's not even just for lifestyle improvement. It's like what amount is going to grain the triple a team are awesome and generous and legendary <laughs> in their minds that's what we're doing here took us we're sowing the seeds of legend what is a what is the day rate for like a common laborer thing is it like a gold like a silver piece i think it's yeah silver for an unskilled laborer day's wages for unskilled labor okay no not all the townsfolk would be unskilled so well why don't we get yeah that's true we could just pay each townsfolk a year's worth of wages yeah that's how, how many townsfolk there were seven yeah seven that's not that much money thane said a silver piece a day so that would be 36.5 gold pieces would be a year's wages for a skilled laborer good night that's for unskilled laborer for for unskilled labor okay 36.5 yeah. that's like nothing i was thinking we pay a hundred gold to each uh caravaner and then 50 to each villager hmm. that's about half of our total haul that's 850 out of 1685 yeah but we could also potentially ruin these i mean these these folks are maybe just living their lives just being farmers and doing their thing you know like if you inject like okay think about like people that win the lottery out of nowhere they might not know how to handle that much money and we've been able to handle a lot of money for a while now (laughs) But no, those people always turn out fine. The lottery is a lot more than a year's wages. Everybody listening to this show now, think about how much money you make in one year. Okay. <laughs> think about if you got that amount in cash, that would change your life, but would it make you like so Fabulously obscenely wealthy. wealthy that you'd never have to lift a finger in your life? No, not at all. You just don't have right. to work for one year, basically. <laughs> right. So you're saying you're saying my proposal of pay them a year's wages each was too small. Uh, I think about 50, I mean, so like, let's say you're an unskilled laborer and you make a silver. If you're a skilled laborer, like if you're a tradesman, a blacksmith, uh, whatever that. it is, it might be more than that. So 50 gold seems pretty reasonable. It's like a really good year's salary, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then for the caravan guards, like they're used to making a little more because they have a hard job and it's risky. So paying them 100 gold each is still a pretty good... I mean, we're getting a gold piece a day, so you can think these guys are getting a gold piece a day, which means that's probably less than a year's work. 
Yeah, I think I'm. I think I'm on board with that, and that's uh, r- like roughly half. And then we get the rest to split amongst us. That's still a good deal. Mm-hmm. That's a good deal for everyone. Yeah, and then you know, obviously, we go and get like a bunch of pouches, and then we put a like a stamp, like a leather stamp or a brand on there that says mm-hmm. a gift from the AAA team. Uh, with our sincerest thanks. Are you trying to set up our future kingdom, Shaba, so that we can have <laughs> them all pledge fealty to Aslo? <laughs> like I said, we're sowing the seeds of legend, Tokus. That's what we're doing. At that rate, why don't we just engrave our faces on- onto these coins? Hey. So that they, every time they spend one, they remember us. Spare no expense. Yeah, these are instead of their, them being gold septums, they're gold Aslodiums. <laughs> and they just have Aslo's profile on one side. Yeah, put the, the face of the wanted man on the coins. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so what, what fealty does this town pledge to anyway? Like, they have a mayor, they don't have a king. Uh, they might have a king. You can have both a mayor and a king. I, I ask one of the villagers, what, fe- what fealty do you pledge to? <laughs> what is your fealty? And would you like to pledge it to me? <laughs> I haven't gotten there yet, Aslo. Just asking, just, just, they have a mayor, they don't have a king. Just curious. Just putting out the feelers. I mean, Ransdell has a king. Ransdell is the country that you're in right now. Okay. It's King Randall. Yeah, you can have both a mayor and a king, if you want, or if you just do. Well, let's, let's hear about the king. Is, how's, how's your king? Is he great? You want to follow him to your death? Oh, he's decent as kings go. I suppose. <laughs> Are you just talking to some random person? Yeah, just random townsfolk. He's the only king I've ever had. I'm not quite sure, really. <laughs> King's affairs don't really affect us much as townsfolk here. Mm, wouldn't it be great if you could live under a king that knew you by your face and name? Don't you want a king that cares? Don't you want a king that's not a king? Uh, I think I'd rather stay anonymous. It's all the same to you. I don't want some noble breathing down my neck, watching my every move. But what if his taxes were very reasonable? <laughs> Carefully calculated to maximize human or er, halfling flourishing. Yeah. <laughs> what if he was a king of the people whose policies were equitable and just? Mm. <laughs> well, nice kings are always better, but I mean... I'm not much of a politician. What about a king with no kingdom? How does that strike you? A king without a kingdom. Yes. His kingdom would be the group of people that he kings over. Mm. (laughs) But there would be no throne. He would not sit upon a throne. What makes you a king, then, if you've got no kingdom? Mm. A throneless king. He's just scratching his head, wondering about what in the world you're talking about. (laughs) And what if this king was something relatable, the same race as you? Would you vote for him? You <laughs> don't vote for kings. I'm not sure I quite follow. Are you trying to get me to... Oh, you must be... Mm, I'm on to you. You want me to say something against the king, and then you'll throw me in prison, won't you? Mm. No. Yep. Well, I'll do no such thing. And he crosses his arms and walks I, away. I never. <laughs> Guys, I'm not good at this whole talking with people thing. <laughs> no, quite honestly, we're running a pyramid scheme. The whole thing is you pledge fealty to us, and then somewhat you get other people to pledge fealty to, you, fealty to you. And the more people that you get to pledge fealty to you and to pledge fealty to them, the higher up you go, right? So that you can mm. be more successful by making people serve you. <laughs> That's it. It's really quite simple when you think about it. Yeah, I think we need to abandon this um, this train of thought here. Uh, let's give everybody what they have earned. Yeah. And some what they have not earned. So we will collect our payment from the mayor. You meet with Mayor Belvera. I've already heard the news. I'm so glad that you managed to rescue Edlim. It's a shame about the others that have gone missing. Yes, it is quite a shame. Uh, Edlim seems to think that there's still something down there that we need to deal with, or that is a danger to us all. Mm. Would you happen to know anything? Uh, yeah, that he mentioned a creature in the cave in the water, who we think is a dragon. But there are no trolls left. We did uh, dispatch with the trolls. Hey, whoa, 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 Shaba, don't say the word dragon so loud. Yeah, we don't know what it is. We're not sure it's a dragon. It is a water-dwelling creature that Edlam... All, the only thing that Edlam said was that it was big, not necessarily a dragon. It is a it is a water breathing or or able to habitate in water for long periods of time. Large beast that eats humanoids and sheep and cows. Right, and it needed the trolls to bring it food. Yeah, so it's it's helpless. It yeah. just sits in a underwater lake all day. But if if it really is a dragon, 
it could easily fly out and attack the whole town. Yeah, there are lots of wild creatures all around this village that could easily attack the whole town, but we killed the <laughs> trolls, which is what you paid us to do, or you said you were going to pay us to do. Y- yes, yes. I- this is a wild land. There are monsters everywhere, and any one of those monsters could attack your town at any moment. <laughs> Just think, you could be sleeping in your bed tonight, <laughs> and all of a sudden, a dozen monsters come and eat you. We actually, know, we have some friends, we know some monster hunters. Aslo, do you still have their business cards? Remember the remember the monster hunters we hung out yeah, with? Yeah, Osorm, but those were on the other continent. They're literally 2,000 miles away. <laughs> yeah. Well, surely there's a similar service. It's like, okay, like in modern day times, we have pest removers okay back in this era they would have had dragon removers or other you know like pest be gone beast be gone yeah the point stands your problem was trolls were stealing your people and your livestock we solved that problem therefore the deal is done yes but i'm i'm afraid it has brought even greater dangers to us if the dragon learns that the trolls are dead and they stop bringing it food then it will range outside of its cave in search of more Mm. There's little more that I can offer you, but whatever I have, I would be willing to give you if you managed to d- slay this dragon and or, or drive it away from here forever. Mm. How about this? We have a done deal, so you pay us the gold that you agreed to pay us, and after we consult one another, if we decide that we want to go back and kill the dragon, we will go back and kill the dragon. <laughs> 